How Long Gone is here. Jason is here. Chris is here. Do we make sure we have our Zoom recording set, Chris, before? Uh, I have been checking that out this morning I, multiple times. I think it is corrected. And if um, I'll check once again, of course, before our guest joins us. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Well, how are you? It's only been one day since we podcasted, but you're off to Miami so we're squeezing one. Yeah, I mean, you don't Wednesday. have to. You don't have to keep lifting the curtain to let these people know. You know, when we're recording, it's none of their fucking business. Well, it, it is none of their business, but it is a great way to have a natural transition into talking about you going to Miami, which is really exciting. And yeah, if you want to step on that, you know, feel free to step on. No, that. I'm very excited. If you want to do a fifty-fifty grind all over my transition, <laughs> bro, I only be my guest. I'll I'll be here to clean up the mess. So what are what are you doing out in Miami? You excited? You nervous? You scared? What's going on? I'll do that fifty-fifty switch. Just FYI, but um, I am um, <laughs> I no, I I uh, yeah, I'm excited. There's some business out there. Something I've been working on. This uh this uh watch marketplace called. Called bezel is is launching so we're having some events in um mm-hmm. in, in miami and and, and uh, they're called experiences they're, actually they're experiences but i haven't been in i've been to miami in in years it's it's just so far from la this flight is cursed you know i got a layover in atlanta it's not i mean it's like around the same amount of time as flying to new york it's not that long. yeah but 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 i go to new but new york feels like a place you're going to make money mammy feels like a place you're going to spend money you know what i'm saying chief oh okay i thought you were just talking about you know miles traveled hours minutes in the sky you're talking well, about uh, y- yeah and- well that's what you were talking about what what you really meant to say is that when you go to new york you're there to make money. One of the cheapest cities to live in. It's a great place to stack your cash. But you're saying Miami, mm-hmm. you're not going to get any work done because you're going to be drinking some virgin pina coladas by the Soho House pool, checking out the talent. I get it. This is going to take me to ZZ's, the new Mario Carbone spot, the hottest spot where I can build with the Sultan. And then um, I'm gonna hit I'm gonna hit Barry South Beach. I mean, it's gonna be a, a motion picture, of course. But all this stuff sounds like it's gonna cost me money, TJ. If you if you read between the lines, you know, I don't think you have to read between the lines to know that it costs money to have a good time in Miami. It's it's currently the most expensive city in America to live in. So I know, you know, that's that is what it is. But also, you know, M- Miami is a place that is expensive everywhere. Is expensive right now, paying rent, restaurants, bar, whatever, all mm-hmm. that stuff. But mm-hmm. the two biggest, mm-hmm. uh, you know, expenses for a trip to Miami: drugs and alcohol. And you ain't doing neither of those. The only drug dealer that you're giving money to goes by the name of Barry. That's true. But so I, I think I think you know, all in all, it'll be fine. But I might link up with my my boy LeBron and hit unknown and ball out. You know what I mean? I might need to get some sweaters or something. I don't know what unknown is. I know you're talking about LeBron James. I'm talking about basketball player LeBron James. He's he's part owner of a uh, retail establishment in Miami called Unknown. Okay, is it a good spot? Cool stuff. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, I you know it might lean a little. Who are some of their hero brands? Have I heard of any of them? We did we did do a Tom Brown capsule collection with them. Oh okay, um, okay. Which, which and they but they they sell everything. It's it's a good store. I've never been though. I mean that's what I'm saying. I haven't okay. been. To Miami well, you know so with long. with uh, your jokey demeanor it's hard to tell if you're being sarcastic or not i wasn't sure first of all i'm never I, but this place does sound legit i'm never sarcastic about lebron james the greatest player of our time jason you know that <laughs> okay, i take not, basketball i talk i take basketball very seriously but yeah, i'm looking forward to it unfortunately you know it's going to be a nine hour travel day you know and there's not going to be a lot of healthy options when i land uh but 
otherwise, I'm looking forward to but it. But you do have a layover. I'm just want to double check, confirm. Chris Black has a layover. No, there was no direct flight for on Delta from LAX to FLL or M- I think it, there might have been one to Miami, but it was like some crazy, like it was a red eye type shit. It was out of your price range, out of your budget. Yeah, that's tough, man. I, you know, because I've flown direct every time I go to Miami, I always fly direct. But maybe, maybe that's because I was taking like a different airline. Who knows? I, yeah, yeah. If you if you take uh, JetBlue, um, one of your preferred domestic partners, that might be possible. Um, and I look, I love. <laughs> it's I not like, like JetBlue is fucking not. That's it gets much worse than JetBlue. No, JetBlue. So Jet. Well, no, because JetBlue is a fake airline masquerading as a real one. And that's the issue I have with them because how do you have a fake airline? Is what I want to. You don't. You don't really fly internationally. Dominican Republic ain't international. Oh, oh. So, so to make a an airline a legitimate, real one in your eyes, you need some transcontinental flight. Yeah, is that you don't like any domestic? No, no, no. I mean, of of course, domestic is great, and of course you fly domestic mostly, but you don't. Yeah, you don't want it. You don't want to be involved unless it's established enough. Well, I just think if you're going to earn all these miles, so you can what fly to Tulsa like who gives a shit you know what i mean it's only like the only ones that are really bringing home the bacon are the long hauls and i mean maybe JetBlue offers that now but you know well not not everyone is living their life around miles though chris well that's their loss because if you're if you're taking <laughs> JetBlue, if you're using your JetBlue discover card to get points and then you eat your free you know root vegetable chips that's not <laughs> okay well that's r- not riddle me this then chris so Let's say, you know, I've flown to Miami, let's say, 10 times in my life. I've course, never had a layover before. Of course. I always fly direct either to Fort Lauderdale or, my, or Miami. Uh-huh. You know, let's say that's a four and a half hour flight, but then you're doing a nine hour travel day. So literally doubling the time. No, you it's rather, not actually. I'm rather, being dramatic. You would rather, dramatic. You would rather take a layover. Yes. And stick with Delta versus yeah, of course. That's the whole point. That's how they get you. That's the that's the point of a loyalty program. <laughs> well, that's the point for them. For you, you're just yeah. They're the puppet master, and they're saying dance, and you say, "Do you like how I'm dancing, Mister Delta? Please, I want Delta Diamond." My upgrades have been confirmed. My luggage is free to check if I feel the need to do so. <laughs> You know, I get treated with fucking respect. They come to my seat and say, Mr. Black, thank you for being a Diamond Medallion member. And Jason, that stuff adds up to me. I'm an experienced guy. You know what I mean? And right, the, exp- okay, the experience okay. on some of these other airlines just ain't up to snizzuff. How about this? Our airplane will fly to the city that you're going to be in. You can do that. Or we'll fly to a different one. You can go get a chicken Caesar wrap and then fill up your water bottle at the canteen station. Mm-hmm. Hour and a half, two hours later. Hopping on a new, different plane, and then flying to the city you want. But when we do that, I'm gonna have some bitch come up and say hi to you and thanks for flying. Exactly, with us. and I'm gonna get ten thousand. <laughs> and I'm gonna get ten thousand. I've never used. I've never used miles to book a flight in my life. I just like to see them go up. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just it's another look. I'm not saying this is the right way to do things, and and maybe. Oh no, no, this is that's mental illness, love. This is the this is the Chris way, and it works for me, Chief. And you know, if you want to take, I know you want to fly from Burbank on Spirit. You know, <laughs> we're in, and you're going to save a little money and pay for water. And you know, that's by all means, Chief. Do you? I want to fly out of Burbank Delta, not on Spirit, Chris. Come on. No, I mean I- even even when I was broke. Even when I was rapping through the wire, when I was podcasting through the wire, I was like, "Spirit, nah." When you had a walk, when you had a broken, when you had a broken ankle, that was you podcasting through the wire on Tall Tales. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I try to make a band. Yeah, that was me. That's a good idea. No, I'm I'm look, I'm looking forward to it. I'm jealous. That's, that's one. I mean, I'm a little sad that Miami turned into a crypto douche nozzle, most expensive, blah, blah, blah mm-hmm. city. That part sucks because like the real good parts of Miami are so cool. I just love going there and just acting like a local. Just walk around, get a fucking smoothie, take a nap. In the, on the beach uh, yeah you know whatever you know smoke some cigs at mandolin do some coke at 11 get a lappy <laughs> you know get some fucking yambos at 4 a.m i'm in the market for a new lappy right now i was on apple.com earlier today <laughs> is that what you mean yeah uh you're talking about a lap book pro la- 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 yeah what if they renamed it lap book flip it over <laughs> I, I eat my dinner off that bitch Watching Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> I use it as a TV tray when I'm devouring Jeopardy so I can talk about it. Got my it. glass of milk on the backside. <laughs> Y'all don't leave a milk ring on my lap book pro. <laughs> Jason left a whole milk ring on my on my lap book. Chris, before we introduce our guest, Indigo, who's coming up soon. Of course. I know that you are on a no dessert dessert embargo doesn't touch your lips. That's true. We're not going to talk about what happened last night, but <laughs> you like to do a workaround where... Sometimes if you're feeling a little on the horny side for some kind of sweet treat, you will say this isn't dessert, that's breakfast, right? Exactly. That's, yeah, that's some yeah. that's a that's a card that you'll pull out of your sleeve every once in a while. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm sort of in the same boat as you. Like I'll have a treat if I'm going out, but at home, mm-hmm. well, I'm not really doing the desserts. But we do be eating a lot of cereal for dessert. So why don't is is that because cereal you is too you're like you're not you know you won't be able to withstand the powers of the the temptations of cereal because you love the puffins right i oh i used to eat puffins by the handful like it was going out of style but luckily i've moved on from that and the sugary cereal um until basically jason until we get sponsored by magic spoon it's not touching my lips i like that we're putting puffins in the sugary cereal category and i ain't do no magic spoon that shit tastes like splenda i put that on god it does it does taste like splenda and tires uh, all just right give we, me, yeah i'll just have a fucking honey nut cheerio god no that's like a classic cheerio you can't really beat that with Ooh. a with a tall with a nice cold pour of soy milk oh baby i mean i feel like i'm i feel like i'm living in a house with five guys that are all wearing victory record shirts when i have a bite of that <laughs> and you know everyone the soy milk is coming in the box it's shelf stable and it doesn't need to be refrigerated that's number one oh, yeah, and number yeah, two yeah, yeah, all the not- homies who are eating the cereal the couch with you or holding the spoon kind of overhand grip they aren't they were they did not yeah. take a kind of a cotillion manners course on how to hold the silverware yeah, they yeah. are holding it kind of like a cro-magnon person i hate the overhand grip uh, all right but yeah indigo d'souza is joining us today on the podcast live from i believe north carolina uh, her new album uh any shape you take uh is out now and i believe it's on on um the legend saddle creek the legendary saddle creek label uh nebraska she's going on tour and all that shit she's playing pitchfork fest on the one good day out of the three days not the lesbian day and not the dusty day so (laughs) why don't we go ahead and give indigo a call and we will uh, talk about all kinds of very cool stuff Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right 
for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners, our listeners, 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long that's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert <laughs> how long gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. as you know you know hair thinning is quite complicated like your skin hair is a reflection of your health uh-oh and internal factors can impact the way your hair looks feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step. <laughs> To visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code HOWLONG, all one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raph on the nut.com <laughs> promo code how long. That's neutral.com promo code how long. How long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp. You know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we we're spent off obviously off clock. Going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. So, uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So, it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash how long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash how long. Nice. So Indigo, yeah, we were just talking um, before we started recording about how you have such a great professional setup. 
<laughs> beautiful microphone, beautiful kind of purple headphones. What kind of headphones are those? Uh, Audio Technica. Mm. Okay, we got some ATs stand yeah. up, and we're talking about how we've we've had all these you know platinum producers, musicians, all these people on here. Like we had Benny Blanco on the podcast. You've heard of him, right? Little guy, really into dicks. I'm sorry, but no. <laughs> Damn, that's actually you're 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 the you're cool. He like writes like Justin Bieber songs and stuff. Like you know, okay. millionaire, crazy, super successful producer. And he was he recorded the sh- uh, the episode walking around his backyard on speakerphone on his iPhone. Wow, just like you know, like a like a mom at the supermarket type shit. Dang, you know, do better. That's what I say. <laughs> I get it though. It was a do better moment. It was a power move. You ever do power moves, Indigo? <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't seem like the kind of person. You seem like you're too nice and sweet to do a power move. I think that's true. And that and you and I are kind of the same. And Chris. That power move is all he knows. Whoa. I don't know if that's the case, but I think that Indigo, as your star rises, it's very possible that your power moves might also rise. You know, and wow. that's something. <laughs> You're going to turn into a crazy ass bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can actually feel that happening. So. Oh, really? You're starting to get a little swag? I-, I just think I used to be, I used to kind of let people walk all over me, and the more shit I have to do every day, the more of a diva I become. It's a, cl- it's a, cl- it's a classic t- that, that doesn't even <laughs> apply necessarily to, to the music business. That's just life in general. Like as soon as, but, to, but since we're all working on ourselves, you're not becoming a diva. And I hate to use the D word. You're just setting up healthy boundaries, aren't you? Exactly. Yeah, that's actually what. <laughs> it Indigo, looks it's great like. talking to you. Have a good one. <laughs> Album's out now. Catch her at P4. Yeah, fast. I think that setting up healthy boundaries in the professional space is important for success. You know, and I, I you oh, know, baby, I don't, Jason, I don't have that relationship. He kind of contacts me whatever he feel feels like it even when i have do not disturb on even when you're like taking a dookie yeah, yeah exactly when i'm when i'm busy really busy jason when he's taking one of his dookies he does not like to be disturbed and he he's he does like this this better be good yeah it better be good. because if if i get if somebody calls my phone it it should be money on the other end i don't know if you feel the same way <laughs> It should be a bag or a death in the family. Oh, there's yeah. only two reasons to call me. Because you're considerably younger than us. Do you FaceTime raw? Like, do you hit people FaceTime? Like, do you just FaceTime the homies instead of calling or texting? No, I, a lot of my friends are like that, but I just have never gotten comfortable with FaceTime. And I actually, I never used Zoom until the pandemic hit. And I feel like I'm still getting used to that. So yeah, Zoom sucks. It sucks. This is look. We all are still getting used to. It. I never used it before either. I mean, I never used it before either. But I think that the um, used to hate it. Yeah, I. I mean, I still hate it, but it serves its purpose in a way that I'm sure. Because you do you have to do all your promo on Zoom, basically. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. That's nah. Fuck that. <laughs> so how out of all the interviews and podcasts and shit that you've done over the last year, like how much of them have been like really just fucking stupid? And- um, uh, I would say about 95%. <laughs> Jesus, is that bad? You didn't do, but there had to be something. There had to be like at least a couple bucket list kind of like, oh, hell yeah, I'm doing like NPR or like whatever it may be. I got Nard, you get Nardwar, some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Dang. Well, actually, none of them felt like bucket listers because I just mm-hmm. have never really been a person who's read any music news or kept up with music news in any way Mm. to be honest it was all just kind of a mystery to me you really do live in Asheville North Carolina you really prove that you guys got (laughs) Wi-Fi but you don't even use it if you don't have to (laughs) 
you prefer not to use it. Well, that, I mean, I like that. It makes sense. But, but also that way, you know, if you don't have a good manager who's telling you what to do, then you'll be like, everyone that emails me is a big journalist, so I better talk to everyone. Mm-hmm. And then you talk to them, and then you're like, oh, this guy is a little rough. <laughs> yeah, it's You know, true. like, they're interviewing me, but he keeps telling me about, like, his life and, like, let me tell you about my cat. And you're like, okay, bro, uh, don't give a shit. Yeah. I was actually listening to a podcast with Mark Zuckerberg yesterday, speaking of Zoom, and he was talking about how even though when we're looking at each other directly into each other's eyes on the screen, you can never actually look into somebody's eyes <laughs> over Zoom. Like, like you look just straight through them. Like, I'm right now, Chris, I'm staring right into your fucking face, right into your eyes, and it's just like you're a an image oh does it normally feel weird for you when you look in people's eyes yeah it is is that what you're saying yeah that is what i'm oh. saying Jason's not as much of an intimidator <laughs> i kind of try to look people in the eye to make sure that they give me the money on time and like i don't want to have to hurt them or anything but jason's <laughs> a little nicer so he doesn't he's a little more sheepish when it comes wow. to eye contact i feel like i look people in the eyes just to make sure that they know that i know that they're there you mm. know <laughs> that's that well I, I look at people in the eyes but uh, it's actually more uh, if I if you're like you're a friend or I like you and we're having like a close like we're sitting on a couch having a conversation together or like across from each other at dinner. That's when I get weird about eye contact. Uh-huh. But if like if, if you're a random person I don't know and I don't like you like you stole my parking spot. I'm staring right through you, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm going <laughs> right in Passive there. aggressive TJ strikes again. What's up? So what's up? Mm. What's up in Asheville? Because like we've Jason, I've actually been there together. Other than Mellow Mushroom and stores that sell Dreamcatcher, what else you got <laughs> going on over there? Uh, I mean, there's a lot going on under the surface. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah, that was actually a great way to refer to like downtown Asheville. Um, <laughs> That's cute. And I honestly just don't really go there. I think a lot of people who have lived here for a long time don't really spend a lot of time downtown that's like the tourist tourist yeah exactly got it yeah but i i honestly am barely ever here anymore because i'm just touring or flying somewhere to do something a lot but Mm -hmm. when i am here i spend a lot of time just like exploring the woods and going on fun like trips to the swamp with my friends and mostly being (laughs) going down to the swamp (laughs) you and your friends the swamp Yeah. So you. So how much weed are you smoking? Because it sounds like a <laughs> I lot. actually don't smoke weed. Uh, I used to smoke a lot you of weed it? in high school. You, you shoot it. You shoot it up. Is that why <laughs> you figured out a way? You figured out a way to get it faster. No, most of the time I'm stone cold sober. So you're stone cold sober hitting the swamp. And what are you guys doing? What's the <laughs> what are the swamp? What are the swamp activities? Are you riding gators? Like what's the walk me walk me through the smell? <laughs> is it is the swamp just for looking, or do you get in the swamp sometimes? Yeah, I have never gotten in it, but okay. uh, my friends have gotten in it. I'm a little scared of the gators, even though they're kind of small and probably <laughs> are more scared of me. Small than I am small gator is still a gator. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm yes, not, I'm not. I'm still afraid of the <laughs> it'll gator. Still, it'll still fuck your afternoon up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So sometimes your friends will be like, "Ooh, I just gotta get in that swamp for a little bit." Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we have a special swamp place that we go to, and it's it's really important for me to spend time there when I'm home from tour because it's like so far away from society. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Is, is, okay. Is this a is this like a local common swamp that uh, other townsfolk go to, or is this a <laughs> place that only you know? No. Yeah, it's a place that only we know. Um, 
and that's uh, where I was going. That's where I was going, Indigo. Yeah. So, so um, but that's special. And otherwise, I'm mostly just here in the town that I live in, outside of Asheville. And I just have a lot of friends here, and we just play games and hang out and dance and make food and mm-hmm. yeah. It's honestly a good time. Yeah, you're living Love a it. pretty idyllic lifestyle. Jason and I are wrapped up in this hustle and bustle of the big city, and it just chew- <laughs> it chews me up and spits me out every damn day. Yeah, that's what I hear from people who live in big cities. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't big, don't big city shame. I me. love you clowning us for living in big cities like these fucking losers. Have fun with your little metropolitan area. But I gotta say, all the activities you're like, we dance and we play games and we make food. Uh-huh. This sounds like a fire that you should be sprinkling some marijuana on top of. Is what I'm saying. Eh. Like all the stuff that you you probably like take a nap around four. <laughs> I'm not very good at taking naps. <laughs> I got a, something that'll help you out. <laughs> It's called hitting the fucking six footer. So you, you know, so you, so you're, you're, you're post drugs and you're going to the swamp and you're just hanging out. I feel like the, the true joys of life have found you early. You know, I don't know if I could have made it through my early twenties without a, a little assistance, if you know what I'm saying. A little no, a little nose swamp. I don't know. I guess from like a, a young age, I just, uh, realized that I just don't care about being a part of society in the way that most people are and just Mm -hmm. wanted to have as much fun and like be as connected to people that I love as I can before I die. I just like we only have one Mm -hmm. time to do this thing and I just don't want to waste any time doing stuff I don't want to do. So yeah, I just play music and do my job and then when I'm not doing that I just really have fun. <laughs> Damn. Great way to live. I'm sold. I'm fucking sold. <laughs> it's nice to put that life philosophy into, you know, a pretty simple sentence, but Yeah. which is which is a great thing to do and it'll help everyone listening. Do you remember the last time you did something that you didn't want to do? Don't say this podcast either. <laughs> just just No, they uh they made sure they double checked with me like a few times to make sure I actually <laughs> wanted to do this. Um <laughs> I listened to you guys before I came on, and I was like, yeah, they seem nice. I'll do Yeah, it. we're nice. We're um, nice. Okay, but, good. Good. I love Yeah, it. I would say things I don't want to do have probably all had to do with my job. Uh, just just smaller, like, interviews or things that feel, like, important for me to do, but I'm not necessarily in the mood to do it, or I'm just tired, or sure. Uh, sometimes when we're on tour, I feel so, so exhausted, and, like, I can't go on anymore, but I do go on. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, those are all fine. I'm okay with those sacrifices, um, because, yeah, it's all working towards something that I love to do, and I support a lot of people that I think are really talented through my business as well, so... Yeah, it feels Damn. important. I'm sorry. Is, is there is there another? Is there are, are you referring to like touring as the business, or is there like a separate business? She manages a Kinkos. Oh no, I mean like just me and touring. And oh, there's okay. just so many. There's like an insane amount of people that just work Congrats. That's doing great. things yeah. for me on a daily basis, and my bandmates are full time musicians now, and like. Yeah, it's just a whole operation with many people involved, and I'm I'm really happy that I get to support all of them 
and that we get to do something that's kind of fun instead of something that's kind of life sucking, you know? It'd be so cool if you were my boss. You know? <laughs> yeah. I was at the beginning of the show, I said, you're hired, but now I'm like, you hire me? Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to. <laughs> I can't tune a guitar, but I can learn. I'm a pretty quick learner. Even though I'm older, <laughs> I kind of take to things quick. So He's he's good at Venmo and, and Square app. If you need to do any <laughs> merch sales, Chris is your guy. He'll talk somebody. He'll talk a woman with white gloves into a ketchup popsicle like that. The guy's a bulldog. Whoa, did you just come up with that? No, the, no, he didn't. No, unfortunately, oh. that's a classic salesman <laughs> lie. That's stolen. That's <laughs> pretty good. Wow, huh? I've never heard that. That was wild. To sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. I remember hearing that <laughs> as a kid and being like, damn, I get it. That's a great fucking salesman. <laughs> now, do you like touring or does it? do you just get burnt out? Because we toured and, and I got burnt out. I love touring, but I definitely get burnt out pretty much every time if it's over a month. When you're in Minneapolis on a Tuesday in January, you know, the inspiration isn't hitting quite the same as Coachella. <laughs> yeah, the songs that I sing are just really emotional and uh, take a lot of energy, and it feels like every single show I'm basically just screaming as loud as I can for an hour. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes before I go on stage, I'm super anxious and it carries through the whole performance. Like I just get more and more anxious and want to shut down, but I'm like, I have to keep performing. Mm-hmm. Enough of those will kind of start to beat me down, but I'm still, I still always feel like I'm doing something important and still doing something fulfilling, but it can feel really hard and my throat can like start giving out at times too yeah, just the real the real the real problems yeah, yeah. Do you, but i mean do you have a do you find it hard to come down after you play like is it hard to go to sleep or do, are you able to come down uh yeah usually right after i play i'm pretty exhausted like i could probably fall asleep right then <laughs> And but I, I do have a hard time sleeping on tour though. All those people that work for her are actually guys that just carry her out of the green room on a couch that she's falling asleep on. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> she's done. I'm done. These guys carry me. This guy plays bass, but he's a better carrier kind of than bass player. Once you get on like the prince level, then you can have not handlers but carriers to literally yeah. just carry you into a, a little bed. You bring your own fainting place. couch with you to every show. That's just kind of there for you to plop down on after you finish. Do you you guys know about the tour that i just went on uh i was supporting lucy lucy dacus and mm-hmm. she was uh singing on a couch throughout the whole tour because she had two herniated discs so she was actually laying down on a couch <laughs> throughout the whole tour it was wild i was very impressed that she was able to sing like that i think i heard i think i heard about that or maybe saw a picture of it but that is like that is very intense. That seems very difficult to do. Yeah. You know, it is a business, and you, you can't just be like, eh, yeah. we're moving the tour six months because I fucked myself up. Like, you can't do that. Yeah. So that, I guess that's the downside of this beautiful job that you have. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Those are big shows. Those are big shows, though, right? Yeah. And you're opening for My Morning Jacket as well on tour. Is that what's going on? Yeah, in the summertime. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, so man. That's like... Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, that's, that's very big. That's, that's going to be a lot of bros drinking IP. I don't know if you're ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. It's a new demographic for me. I feel like I'm often playing to the same kind of people, and I'm excited to branch out. <laughs> Could you describe yeah. your yeah. demographic in maybe two sentences? What uh, what the average oh, concert man. goer looks like? Just like young, hip, and depressed. <laughs> <laughs> young, hip, and depressed. Okay, yeah. how young are we? Like eighteen, young or younger? 
teenagers, but also people in their twenties, mostly. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A, that's what I expect. Okay, young, hip, and depressed. That's a that's a good <laughs> demographic. So you well, that's also not very descriptive because you described everyone. <laughs> right. Every every young person is depressed, uh, and you know half of them look hip. That's true. <laughs> but she's throwing her she's throwing her net wide, which is important for the bottom line. <laughs> It's good that you make depressed music. It's the, I mean, it's the, it's the only kind of music worth listening to. I mean, I don't know if you're, you know, I find if you've listened to sad music for as long as I have, like, I don't think of it that way. Like, if, if you get in my car and I'm just listening to, like, Elliot Smith, people are like, bro, are you good? Uh-huh. And I'm like, this is just good music. This is just music. This is just, like, what I listen to. Like, I, I don't even really process at a certain point, like... Oh yeah, this is like depressing for some people. Uh-huh. I guess when you're old, like if I'm listening to Morrissey now, everyone's like, "Cool, this song rocks," you know? Like that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it does have a different context if you're younger. I, what did you listen to growing up? What's what's the what's the what's some of the saddest shit that you listen to? Yeah, like what's your what's your saddest shit? Like Mount, I want your Mount Sadmore. I had an <laughs> Elliot Smith <Okay>. record. <laughs> when i was really young i don't i don't know what age it was but i i got like my first record player and i had an elliot smith record and a mumford and sons record <laughs> and a frank sinatra record and that was it that's the most first three records first three records i've ever heard of that's in my so life sick. i really love that that lineup <laughs> that, that's a great lineup i wouldn't even know which order to listen there's just so much great stuff there you got old blue eyes yeah yeah it's it's tough it's tough to choose <laughs> I, well i mean i guess between mumford and elliot smith god took the wrong one am i right indigo <laughs> <laughs> oh god no comment <laughs> look you're opening for my morning jacket not mumford and sons just because they sound the same they're wildly different one of them was from tony hawk pro skate i think this my morning jacket tour is really gonna open your eyes because those guys are on some like grateful dead level shit i know yeah i'm so curious to see what they're like just as people but what about but they're kind of good looking like do they have like a female fan base as well not just IPA bros? Probably. I think it's big enough where it's like everybody's there in, in, I think in a I way. S- I saw them play a long time ago, like the Roxy. I think when they're kind of younger and hotter and a little more, what's the other, Sex on Fire band? What is that one? That's that's Kings of Leon. Right, right, right. They were like a little, <laughs> they weren't as hot as Kings of Leon, but like. Nobody was, to be fair. Nobody was, nobody is. But they were still young enough and they probably hadn't got fat and all that stuff yet. So there was some, there was some. <laughs> talent in the crowd checking him out he's a he's like a big i mean he's very famous jim j like the singer is like a pretty famous you know he's like out and about he's on other people's records and shit you know what i mean he's out and about he's out the swamps he's going around (laughs) indigo indigo you better learn the catalog because they're going to call you out you know what i mean they're going to want you to do a song with them so you need to kind of go ahead and study it ah yeah i do (laughs) yeah she's really uh putting that one on the top of the list we were talking about Asheville earlier the mellow mushroom is that a pizza place that you enjoy going to or is it kind of just mids uh the only memories i have of that restaurant are from before i lived here when i was really young and my mom would bring me to Asheville to like busk on the streets oh shit we would go to mellow mushroom and i don't think i even understood how good it was was, of course yeah that it was a chain or anything (laughs) Um, and now it's just like, I have no idea. I've, I haven't been there in years. Right, okay. Okay. <laughs> no, ne- next time we come, next time we're in the same city that has, that has a mellow mushroom, we're taking you out. It's on us. Okay. I'm down. You can get, you, you can get whatever you want from the kids menu. <laughs> you want a side of ranch? 
ranch? You want yes. cider ranch? Do, let's do three. But I like to picture you, you know, singing singing your Mumford and Son songs on the sidewalk. Somebody flips a nickel into a top hat upside down. Yeah. And then four hours later, you guys got enough for a slice of cheese. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> that's She's like, that's basically it. Did your mom... Wait, did, now, were you the only one performing or were you and mom a duet? Oh, no, it was just me. My mom like really pushed me to perform in front of people when I was young because I, w- I was super shy and it was yeah, really hard yeah. for me to do that, but she wanted me to get used to it um so she would kind of make me busk like i mean i guess i could have just run away if i wanted to but she would tell me <laughs> that i needed to and then i rem- i have memories of like crying and being like i don't want a busk it's embarrassing but um, i don't want a bus and like really just not wanting to but for some reason i always ended up doing it and then yeah of course there would yeah, always I mean- be like a little crowd gathering and it would always end up being a good thing that i did it but it was always really that's that's pretty high up there with with unnerving things yeah but how how old were you when this was going on though uh i mean i started doing that probably when i was 11 so you're doing you're doing covers and it's just you and the guitar yeah okay well i mean it's good that your mom was kind of smart had the the presence of mind to push you at that early age and get it out of your system so then when you're actually you know performing age and you become a woman an adult then <laughs> no problemo yeah because like when, like imagine if you're 16 and your mom is dragging you to go busk on the sidewalk that's true like it ain't happening it'd be like fuck you mom <laughs> fuck you fuck you bitch you know like when you're 11 you're just like i don't know i get pizza at the end like <laughs> yeah I hate yeah this, yeah this is, but could be worse it, it's for it the better worse. you know it's like when you're five and they just push you in the deep end and you're like <laughs> All right, I'm alive. What was the set list looking like? Like, how do you decide what to play? I mostly played my own songs. Um, oh, you did? Yeah, I was writing a lot of songs uh, when I was really young. Um, I was, like, obsessive about it. I didn't even know how to how to write when I was 11. Um, but I would also play some covers. But, uh, yeah, I was just really into that, that kind of, I don't know what to call it, but that wave of, like, folk music that happened mm-hmm. that was, like, of monsters and men. Mm-hmm. And Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros mm-hmm. and Mumford and Sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mm-hmm. would play like Regina Spector songs, Jack Johnson songs. Damn, uh, you're all over the bright place. Bright eyes. Shorty got range. Yeah, we, we've we. <laughs> luckily for you, we've lived through all of that and um, can safely say that I think that Edward Sharp is probably the worst one of that. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same, but at the same time. At the same time, though, that song was so fucking big. And that song, I bet he'll eat off... He's going to eat off that song for the rest of his life. Yeah, it's going to buy him tons of houses. <laughs> exactly. He's, there's a New York, there was a New York Times story about him recently that he's become like kind of like a... Times will write about anything now, huh? He's like a guru now and writes this like newsletter. Really? He has a sub He has a sub stack, basically. That's weird. That is weird. Yeah. I'll check it out. I mean... It's probably... He's going to turn into crypto in six months if he hasn't already. <laughs> I think... I could see I could see him going there pretty pretty quickly. So in Indigo, you've been talking about your mom. I feel like your mom is a freak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like how much of a freak is your mom? Oh. <laughs> she said, "Oh." <laughs> uh, I mean, I can give you some like examples mm-hmm. of some of her freakiest moments. <laughs> we all yeah, we all have a freak a, a friend with a freaky mom or a freaky aunt. I love it. And it's a spectrum. It's a scale. You know. Yeah. Depending on you know number of cats you own and 
DIY projects and things like that? Mm. Do you are mm. you collecting insects, stuff like that? Okay, collecting insects. She collects bones um, mm-hmm. that she finds. And also, one time I came home and there was a little brown lump on this tin, and I was like, "What is that, mom?" And she was like, "Oh my god, you won't believe what that is. Guess what it is." And I was like, "I literally, I don't know. I just can't." A brown lump on a tin. And okay. <laughs> I was like, "Is it poop? Like what? What?" And she's like, "Yeah, it's a poop. Guess which animal it's from." And I couldn't guess. And she was like, "It's a frog poop. Can you believe it?" It's huge. And she's like, I watched it poop that out. It was so big. I had to keep what it. What the fuck? Uh, so that's like one example. Okay. W- way to start um, off strong, Indigo. I got to say. So do where you, are we going from there? Does, I mean. So do you, do you, are you in possession of this brown lump and maybe you'll pass it on to your grandchildren? She definitely still has it in a jar somewhere. Cause I remember it being like three years after I initially saw it. And I was like, that thing is still sitting there. Like, Wow. Um, this went further. This already went further than I thought it was going to go. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm pretty happy to hear. Oh, more. wow. Yeah. Let's see what else. Uh, <laughs> there was like this one year. She always has really wild Halloween costumes. But there was this one year that she was a hermaphrodite for Halloween. And she made like a, a penis with um, like stockings and um stuffing and then she had like a pretty lady outfit on the outside and she would flash her penis all night at people um that was probably like one of her top (laughs) halloween costumes um she has like a truck that has just like naked barbie dolls um all over it and uh action figures on it and pictures of like countries that have been bombed with flames like all on (laughs) the sides Um, there was this one time when she decided to do this installation where she just had her friend, um, tied up with a chain and he was dressed as this kind of like imp like thing. A dom and a sub. Yeah. And she dressed up, yeah, as like a dom kind of, and they just went through town like acting crazy with this chain around his neck. Um, and that town is really small and conservative and people just literally didn't know what the fuck was going on. Um, and she just loved that. It just really fed okay. something for so, her. But, but um, your mom is like, is like a functioning member of society and like doing, uh, like she's, yeah, or, she is. Or, or, yeah, definitely. She's she's a really hard worker. Because you're describing the activities of somebody who might live in a van down by the swamp. <laughs> and like, you know, we check on her from time to time. Yeah. But you're like, she's like a normal person who's like out and doing things and, and working and creating and providing to the community and things like that. Yeah, she, um, she, yeah she's worked really hard her whole life. Um, when I was Growing up, she had multiple different restaurants and like a bakery mm. and an art um, gallery slash studio. Uh, mm. She had this store that was like called a free store at one point where people just dropped off stuff they didn't want and then she would organize it and other people would come in and just take stuff that they wanted. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. She, yeah, okay. she's done a lot of stuff and uh, I really look up to her. She's just like, she doesn't really care what people think and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she's always just made her art and worked really hard. And um, I fuck with that. Yeah, I fuck with yeah. that. To what, so what <laughs> kind of restaurants are we talking about? I'm going to guess vegan, vegan or vegetarian. Um, She is vegetarian, but she has always cooked meat my whole life. Even though she's vegetarian, she hasn't eaten meat since she was a teenager. She's still really good at um cooking all kinds of things she's uh Mm, interesting yeah she had just like a kind of miscellaneous um menu restaurant once and then she had (laughs) 
Uh, pizza. Miscellaneous place. menu is a good name for How a would you describe it? It's miscellaneous. The fair is miscellaneous. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever she's in the yeah. mood for. At, at that um, and she had a pizza restaurant. I, I remember that the pizza restaurant was basically just run by her. Like there was no one else in the kitchen, but it was really popular. And so it'd be like totally filled with people. And she was the only person that was cooking. Um, and at one point, when I was really young, I used to like help out waitressing there sometimes mm. i remember one time it was so busy and it was literally just me and her and there and it felt like <laughs> insane for that to be the case um <laughs> but yeah she's always been like a really hard worker but also doesn't really trust other people mm. to like be able to have the same work ethic as her so she's constantly like carrying a lot of the weight mm-hmm. on her own. yeah that sounds that sounds familiar to someone in this uh in this discussion and it's not jason <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> i just I, I feel your mom and i can relate on a lot of levels uh-huh. no i i have a lot of that as well it's it's not that i don't think that somebody is not going to be able to do a job as well as me but it's like the in to be done in the certain way that i like it to be done yeah and then it's going to take more time to explain to some you know hire somebody and explain i like to cook the pizza just like this and i serve it just like this and the top you know like uh-huh. and you're like i'll just do it myself yeah exactly and then you end up like resenting everyone around you and uh, <laughs> the stress and anxiety eats you up and takes decades off of your life did she play any music at all or did you find this yourself and she was just very encouraging mostly just Mumford, <laughs> my dad is the musical bone. Um, oh, I, I think I, I think I read that he's like a, a Brazilian like guitar player. Yeah, I feel like I, I got it from him, genes wise. But also, he has not been in my life um, at all really since I was three. He like I've seen him probably like I can count on two hands how many times I've seen him since then. So mm-hmm. it's not like he's been around to teach me anything, but I think just genes wise he passed it's something like there, along. Yeah. yeah, you have you have the musical DNA in you, but otherwise, mm-hmm. adios. Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck him. Yeah, I, I I have a count it DNA, so it's a little less cool. But I mean, it's, whoa. I know, I know. It doesn't. It didn't. Yeah, it that's didn't, alien to me. <laughs> you know, indigo. It's alien to me too, and that's the problem. That's why you know. I, 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 that's the whole issue with it. But I think that the uh, yeah, I think that I think the DNA thing is real though, because I mean, that seems like was he successful as a musician, or did was this like a hobby? I mean, he's successful in some way. Like he. Uh, he can get gigs really easily. He's mostly stayed in this one area in Connecticut, and that's where he makes his entire living is just playing gigs in that area and playing at parties and bars and restaurants for people. Everyone just kind of like knows yeah, him and yeah, hires yeah, yeah. him constantly. He's the guy. And he just shreds. Does he sing too, or is it just shredding? He sings too, yeah. Okay, okay. But most okay. of the time he lives in Brazil. Um, half of my family lives in Brazil and he has a wife in Brazil and he just comes back to the US and uh, like periodically and he'll just play a bunch of gigs and save that money and then he'll go back to Brazil and that money is worth more in Brazil so mm-hmm. he goes sure. back that's, and forth. That's crazy that he's like yeah I just gotta go over to Connecticut <laughs> and do some Fleetwood Mac covers for three weeks and then I'm good. <laughs> yeah that's literally what it is. It's hard for me to understand. I like but Both of you guys are constantly on tour is what it sounds like. It's true. But just <laughs> yeah, on, yeah. on different lanes. Yeah. 
Have you ever played in Brazil yourself? No, I actually haven't been to Brazil. I went when I was three um, one time, but I haven't been since. So, Has anyone on Instagram comments ever asked if you would want to come to Brazil? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be, a, that'd be a good... I mean, because I'm, I'm already picturing your life as kind of like a screenplay so far, and I'm seeing the scenes of your mom nice. busking you out on the street as a youngster. Okay. There's the, you know, the dad leaves, you go, but then it all kind of ends in Brazil. <laughs> You're playing... Mm-hmm. You know, a soccer stadium somewhere in Rio de Janeiro. Uh-huh. There's three to four hundred thousand people there, and then you know your dad, and that's how the family comes. Yeah, we play a song together on stage, and everyone cries. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> he doesn't get. He doesn't get back. He doesn't get artists. He doesn't get backstage. We'll, He's we'll, a good we'll do. Yeah, we'll do VIP in the balcony. Like he'll have a great seat for the family <laughs> and his new family. <laughs> <laughs> they can have uh, good seats, but and then you get to be like, yeah, suck my dick, you know? yeah, but, then, exactly. but in yeah. a good way, you know, in a nice, in a nice, not Disney way, but like a WB way. Uh huh. You know? mm-hmm. I actually, yeah, I, I wrote this song actually about my dad, like not being around, and it's really like heavy. And uh, there's a there are like these parts in the song where I just like scream the most blood curdling scream that I can. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, like no, wor- no lyrics, just screaming. no. It's just like <laughs> pure, purely, purely emotion le- being let out. Yeah, Only the exactly. rage that somebody can experience <laughs> when your when their parent leaves you as a, a as a child. Yeah, got it. Um, yeah, but that always feels really satisfying. I'm I'm not sure if I'm gonna play it if he's ever in the <laughs> audience. I can't decide. No, I think you have. That's the climax of this film. So you better think twice. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you don't you don't have much of a choice. It's, yeah. uh, Tarantino's already signed on to direct. So just you know, think about that when you're making these decisions. Yeah, I'm in Brazil. <sighs> <laughs> I think that would be a beautiful thing to re- return to the roots. Well, how um. How likely one like once you you know obviously your career is you know going very well but you are in the early stages of it I'm assuming you're still a young person at a certain point you are going to reach that Mumford level where you can buy many houses or whatever it is mm-hmm. whoa fingers crossed at what point are you going to say <laughs> fuck it and then just start living off the grid I don't know I don't know that I'll ever completely give it up um but just from experiencing the way that touring beats me down, uh, I have realized that there definitely needs to be more space in between mm-hmm. touring and that I need to, one day I'll be able to be more intentional about the shows I play and the things I decide to do because I'll have more money and don't need to do as much as I'm doing right now. But I'll always do it, I think, in some respects because I I love doing it, and uh, it feels important um, the way that it, it affects. Well, I, I mean, I guess when I said living off the grid, I meant less. I don't. I didn't mean quitting music or performing. I mean literally quitting like society and performing. Quitting society fully. I oh. feel like you've got one foot in, one mm-hmm. foot out. Right. I, I mean, as soon as possible. <laughs> once, you, once you get enough fuck you money, okay. Yeah, yeah a couple once you get years fuck from you now. Money. I hope. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, when David from CAA calls and the bag is too big, she has to leave her her tiny home. You know to. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, make, to make it out there but I well, mean that's I mean that's the situation she's in now or that you're in now is like hey do you want to open for blah 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 it starts in a month and you're like fuck I mean yeah I do but like the timing is bad like basically what I'm saying is like you get to you don't get to make the decision of when things happen you just kind of say yes or no for now but then mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. in a couple of years then you can be like 
I'm going on tour from here to here because I'm headlining. Yeah. I'll do it whenever I want to. I'm not at the whim of somebody else. You totally. know, if you don't want to have Wi-Fi in those kind of in-between periods, that's up to you. You know, it's, <laughs> it's totally, it's totally fine if you don't, if you don't want to have Wi-Fi, as long as there's a little bit of cell signal, you know. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah walk us through your digital detox routines. How connected are you? Oh, God. I don't have any routines like that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Are you, are, I mean, do you use Instagram or do you only use it for work? I use Instagram. I mean, I don't go on Instagram just to look at what other, what other people are doing doing i i guess i've just like lost interest in that over time um it's just mm-hmm. yeah it just feels kind of boring to me but um i do i mostly use it to post about dates and just whenever i feel called to say something on there i will mm-hmm. um and it's always been like a really great tool for that i've always used it really earnestly and just um i just make sure yeah. to say mm-hmm. honestly how i feel um and that has always been kind of a nice way to connect with people uh, but otherwise, yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of social media in general. I get that vibe from you. <clears throat> I feel like I'm learning a lot of uh, lessons today, Jason. Whoa. I think it was good for Chris to see how some other people have happy, healthy lifestyles without all of the things that Chris needs to to maintain his level of sanity. It, it, no, it's it's true because <laughs> because usually Indigo, I have to be honest with you, earnestness bothers me. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. but I'm, I'm finding yours really appealing and, uh, very, um, how do I put this? It's, it's like, it, it just seems, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's very charming because I know it's real. Uh-huh. <clears throat> you know what I mean? I can tell that you're just like, I don't know, bro. This is just what I'm doing. And like, <laughs> you can get down or lay down chief. I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's what we do over here. And I think that yeah. <clears throat> that's very rare in today's polite society. I think there's a lot of pleasing going on that we all do that usually makes our lives easier to an extent, but I think you've kind of gone the other way. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you're wonderful to deal with on like a business level. Cause you like know what the deal is. You're not like, fully detached from reality but you 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 have a healthy understanding of like what actually matters and what doesn't yeah wow thank you this feels like a very sweet compliment despite not doing drugs yeah yeah despite not doing drugs yeah because i think that i i just think that it's i mean i think that i think about this a lot because my parents are really normal like really really normal that when you have the freak parents you learn a lot of stuff early that like either works (laughs) or it doesn't work like you go OD and you're a drug addict by the time you're 16 <laughs> or you're or you or you can hear color yeah exactly yeah exactly exactly <laughs> or you live this kind of evolved you know uh, evolved yeah. in an evolved way at a young age because you've been exposed to so much when you're like in your formative years my mom just kind of uh let me do whatever like let me make my own mm. mistakes um and gave me some advice or suggestions but she always let me just kind of figure stuff out on my own and that felt like that kind of freedom taught me a lot and I I feel like I learned a lot um I went through a lot of crazy shit and a lot of heavy stuff um but came out on the other end like feeling like I really knew myself beautiful is there do you have siblings uh yeah I have two siblings uh they're twin sisters (laughs) Uh, and one of them is actually pregnant with twins right now, which is wild. Whoa. <laughs> that's how it goes. I'm actually a twin myself, but not not identical. Oh. And that's something that I wonder if I ever have kids. Like, Because if that's the case, then mm. I'm all set. My sister my sister has twins, too. There's a lot of twins in my life. And um, it, seems like, it seems like a hellscape, to be honest with you. you know? 
truly a lot of money i mean they're cute don't get me wrong but a lot of money a lot of time so mm-hmm. they're older that your sisters are older than you yeah they're 11 years older than me oh okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of interesting dynamics going on there's here. a lot of interesting dynamics going on here. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of there's a lot of virgo energy in the room suddenly i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're also my half sisters so they have a different dad who also was actually even less in the picture than mine was <laughs> if, you th- if you thought this was if you thought it was possible that he was actually less in the picture than, than, than mine was it- i gotta say i mean are your sisters single not the pregnant one but you know they got a lot of common you know what i'm saying like no um the pregnant one actually is single let's go let's go but other one no mm-hmm. But they're both beautiful and wonderful, yeah. <laughs> Jason's into some, Jason's into some freaky stuff, but I don't know if he's gotten fully into pregnant <laughs> women yet. I think we still have a little bit. Actually, of time. I ha- I've never had an experience sexually with a pregnant person, but <laughs> I was at the gym last week and I saw a pregnant woman working out, and I don't know something about the the lighting or the mm-hmm. I don't know whatever happened, but I was I was floored by the beauty of the of the pregnant woman's shape for some reason. I think I don't that's know just biological. <laughs> I know. Well, obviously it's biological, but it, it's not something that I have. That was the first time I experienced it in my life, and I'm like 40. So, like, usually you know what you're into by by the time you're a full, fully realized adult. Mm-hmm. And I was always, you know, I was like, pregnant person, you know, that's cool, but I'm not, uh, you know, I, I don't have a boner because of that. And then <laughs> last week, oh, I didn't have a boner, but you know, what normally gives you a boner? Great question. <laughs> <laughs> I would I mean standard stuff. Stand, oh. Standard <laughs> stuff. I mean I'm trying to I mean cuz we were talking about like a specific kink like that like I don't I don't, I'm trying to think if there's anything that's <laughs> I don't know if I was trying to talk about that. Look, you asked the question. <laughs> I, I was just saying my sisters having some babies. <laughs> no, you asked me what kind guys- of stuff gives you a boner, okay? Yeah. So that <laughs> You're, you have blood direct, on your hands too. That's a direct question. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just standard stuff. Uh, but now at, we're adding pregnant stuff. chicks. If they are the, you know, if they're my type and pregnant, you know, it's not off the table. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, Jason's has an open heart and open mind. You know, and I, I want to make sure the listener knows that because sometimes he feels a little closed off. No, actually, <laughs> we, were, we did an episode just the last the last episode that we recorded yesterday. We were talking about. People who have uh, a fetish for people who are injured with a cast, with crutches, oh. things like that. Is that something that you have uh, ever heard of or experienced? No, I've never heard of that. Do you see a guy with like a with like a broken leg, and you're like, "Want me some of that?" No, I've never gotten a boner for that before. <laughs> okay, well, most people haven't, but it is a real thing that is. We out We wanted there. to check with you. Yeah, we wanted to check with you because the guest was also a musician. So maybe we thought maybe we thought it was like a touring thing. You know what I mean? You guys are jumping uh-huh. around. There's a lot of injuries that can happen on stage if you're really leaving it all. Yeah. Do you think that Lucy is up on stage with a herniated disc and someone's watching her like, oh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> walk me yeah, th- maybe. walk me through that hernia. Do you need me to rub a sol- a salve, a balm on your lower <laughs> yeah, back? Yeah, exactly. Let me, let me take care of you, shorty. Let me help you. <laughs> yeah, but but the, the herniated disc, you don't have any apparatuses that can really get you going sexually, you know? Mm-hmm. There needs to be a, a, a help, some type of, yeah, like like a crutch <laughs> like or a, a wheel, a wheelchair, a swing, yeah, a ex- sex swing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. Sex swing is for sex. I'm talking about like 
<laughs> the swing, you know, when like in the movies or a cartoon, when somebody breaks every bone in their body and they're in the hospital. Oh, they're like they're hung just, up, like, being like suspended from the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then that, yes. <laughs> wow. Because, <laughs> but not. You know, just in terms of medical boners, you know? Yeah, Jason's... A sex swing is just a, a sex boner. Yeah, it's a regular. It's kind of down the middle, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What kind of... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the the other thing we talk about a lot on this podcast... Well, there's two things we talk about a lot on this podcast. One is exercise. Mm-hmm. So I would love to know how much yoga you're doing. And um, number two is... I thought I said yogurt. We like to... we like to. Yeah, she's a big Dannon chick. Now, we wanted to find out. We wanted to find out if... Uh, I'm assuming that you and your mom make your own yogurts, right? Do we? Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, actually, I think my mom does, but I, I don't have time for that. Your mom definitely makes yogurt. And there's a, my mom makes yogurt, too. No shade. It seems... <laughs> But we we'd like to talk to musicians about, and I know I know your your career is still taking off. But you know, what kind of uh, sinks have you done? You know, have you gotten a big check for putting one of your songs in like a commercial or a movie or maybe a, a trailer or anything? Young Sheldon episode. I yeah, haven't yeah. done any giant sinks yet. I did. I tried to get a sink for this commercial recently, and they actually they had a bunch of musicians all make the same song, and then they did oh. not choose mine. And I really put a lot of work into it. It was really sad that I lost all that money. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very sad that I don't have that money. <laughs> I like. I can now. I can really relate to you. Yeah, I can really relate to you because I hate. When I don't how, get money. how much you- money was this? You know, you didn't get it, so we. Could I don't say- know if I'm allowed to say. Isn't that confidential? I don't know. I guess mm. not. I didn't say who it was. Yeah, you didn't say who it was. How much are yeah. we talking about? Okay, it was a hundred thousand dollars. I lost. Jeez. Okay, all right. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, okay. That, okay, that's pretty real. Okay, I I now relate with your struggle and plight. Mm-hmm. So you- <laughs> I was thinking, is this going to be a little seventy five hundred? Manager takes ten. No. no, no, no. But it's okay. There will be more of those, and yeah. Uh, but I'm kind of just getting started with syncs because I um, am this year, uh, before the end of the year, I'll be signing uh, a deal with my, like a publishing company. Publisher, of yeah. course, yeah. And uh, yeah, I haven't been working with anyone from publishing before this. So we need to get, yeah, once you get that, once she gets the publishing deal, Jason, she's definitely going off the grid. <laughs> we got to run that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. We, that is the plan. I'm just saving <laughs> up for a house that's far away from people. And also I want to have enough money so that everyone I love can do the same thing. So, so it sounds like, to, it sounds like to me that you're planning for a commune basically. Yeah. Something like that, but a commune where like everyone just does their own thing. Sure, sure, of. sure. And sometimes we see each other but it's not like we're sharing all our stuff. Yeah, so it's like it's like neighbors that you like, mm-hmm. you know. Is what exactly. I see, yeah, I see. That's a that's mm-hmm. a that's a novel concept, and I think that that America needs more of that. But how much further out? Can, <laughs> how much further out can? But don't take my radishes or my pumpkins that I'm growing. <laughs> yeah, and my name is on the soy milk in the fridge, and I I look I look I look at how much how much you drink. If you, don't even have a little splash for your for your cold brew. Don't try that with me. <laughs> How much further out could you go, though? Like, I, I like, where are you going to go? Yeah, do you have a plan? Do you have a a part of the world? Uh, I don't think I want to be super far away from people, but at least like ten miles from any neighbors, okay. just so that there's like peace and quiet, but mm-hmm. not, but so that I can still go to things and mm-hmm. be involved in a community. Mm-hmm. So you could still yeah. go 
close enough to Whole Foods, get your whatever food you need. Uh huh. But then when you're yeah. really out, I mean, but ten miles from from any neighbor is that's very secluded. Is is that scary to you? That's scary to me. What I'm asking is, what kind of gun do you have? <laughs> No, I don't believe in guns, but I I do love to just be able to walk around naked and during the summer and have you know I would love to just not have to worry about people around. Not <laughs> have to worry about the peepers, the town peeper. I'm I can see my neighbor right now. You know, this is making me rethink. Ev- oh, this gosh. is making me rethink everything. <laughs> yeah, how much how, oh, no. how much time have you spent in New York City, Indigo? Um, I actually uh, used to love New York City before the pandemic and i was about to move there before the pandemic oh, wow. as well classic story um mm-hmm. <laughs> and then i didn't move there because of the pandemic i can't tell you how many people i've heard tell that same story um yeah. but uh yeah i it used to have this like magical effect on me and i just felt like there was so much potential there and so many people i could connect with um mm-hmm. but something happened over the pandemic and it really is just that i'm i made all these friends that live out in the country and this one friend in particular has like a 25 acre plot of land that um just has like a river flowing through it and it's really beautiful and there's no neighbors for miles and you can go hiking for hours and swimming and without running into anyone but ass naked the entire time yes um (laughs) yeah we're always all naked out there and but naked nothing but some hokas on It feels great, and um, it just like changed my perception of um, city living. And yeah. I went back to New York City after spending a lot of the pandemic just out in the woods and had a totally different feeling there. I just started to feel really anxious or like there were too mm-hmm. many sounds or I was too um, claustrophobic. Um, and so now I don't think I would ever want to live in a city full time. But I do have a dream of having an apartment once I have all that money someday, I would love mm-hmm. to have mm-hmm. a small apartment in New York City just so I can visit my friends who still live there um, because I there are people that are important to me that live there. And I do like visiting sometimes, but yeah, I wouldn't want to live I there. think that's a perfect plan. Have the, have the big, you know, have the acreage out in the country, middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Got, your, got your titty creek out there, the whole <laughs> thing. And then... I but I, I'm the same way. I love New York, but I could never live there full time. Yeah, I need to like ugh, just kind of ooh. But when I go and when you go and visit, you know, a couple times a year, and you go in and you leave as soon as it's overwhelming or whatever, mm-hmm. it's still it is still a very magical place. And I think as you get older, you'll go in and out of magic levels with New York. Yeah, I think that's true. Speak for yourself, <laughs> losers. New York is the greatest city in the world. You know, that's that's really what that's really what it's all about. <laughs> You know, Jason lives. In <laughs> yeah, the, Jason lives in the suburbs now, so he's basically in the woods. It's the greatest. I mean, cocaine's the greatest drug in the world. But see what happens when you do it every day, Chris. That's true. Become- Where do you live, Jason? I live in Glendale. Oh, which is, nice. Mm-hmm. You, you familiar with Glendale? Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, it's just a chill place. I just hang out at the park, but <laughs> it is a park that is surrounded by houses and lots of people. <laughs> I'm not as off the grid as you are, but I do require solitude, or else I start to go a little anxious. It's actually crazy. Where I live right now is like I live on Main Street in a town. I guess I, I can't really say where because I don't want to say that. You shouldn't but, say. Um, you shouldn't say. But exactly yeah, I I live in this town where everyone knows everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just is like such a special feeling. Um, 
yeah, live where you can just walk out on the street and see people that you know and you know everyone in all the stores. Mm-hmm. And then my friend who has that plot of land is like 10 minutes from me. So it's I kind of get the best of both worlds, which is great. Fucking sick. But California is nice. I I visit there sometimes for work. I'm going there next week. Okay. Are you are you playing a are you playing a show? Uh no. I'm actually doing like a a shoot for this campaign for this company. I guess I don't know why. I just never feel like I know if I can say. <laughs> no, stuff that's fine. I probably can't say. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing a shoot for a company. <laughs> doing a shoot for a company. I love it. <laughs> We we've Chris we've done this we've done shoots we've signed contracts you don't want to announce no, something of before course, and, of like, and milk cosmetics is like what the fuck why'd you say that on on how long gone when Indigo's Converse campaign goes up we'll we'll know we'll know mm, who who broke the is news <laughs> is it in the footwear space Indigo give us a hint oh I can't say I can't say <laughs> is it a granola bar it's a granola bar company it's a yogurt brand. <laughs> It'll be an unnamed <laughs> yogurt brand. Okay. okay. Well, I hope that you have fun. It's going to be 80 degrees. Yeah, it'll be nice. Perfectly sunny for your Chobani Whoa. shoot. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be good for you. It's nice. going to be good for you. And and the album is out now. I listened to it this morning. It's very good. I, I liked you. it a lot. And you're going to be on tour for the rest of your life. So go to her Instagram page. <laughs> she has seven different tours happening right now. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even announced all the tours we're going on this year. It feels you like every really? week I'm There's like, more? here's a new tour. <laughs> yeah. Jeez Louise. There's okay. Well, get it, girl. I mean, look, it's a it's a good place it's a good place to be, yeah. Uh and good luck with everything. And like I said, uh, you know, next time we're all in the same city that has a mellow mushroom, I, we can't wait to treat you. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm looking forward and to it. Tell your sister I said what's up. Okay, I will. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>